Hey guys, welcome to episode four. This is Wilson Way, and I'm Luis, the host. So Wilson was a software consultant, traveler, and loves Mexico, in particular Guadalajara. Um, and just this man, I'm, we met each other in Medellin, Colombia, through a couch surfing event, which was crazy because I only met him once, and for like we hung out for like a few hours, then we stayed friends on like Instagram or whatnot. Then we met up like a year later, almost exactly a year later, in Mexico City, and we hang, hung out there for the like a day, it was a day or two, and that um, yeah, was good times. Um, but yeah, so. I want, want to go back to how did you end up traveling all over the world and and now you have some plans to go to China sometime soon, but I think that got pushed away because of the coronavirus, which is a good good move from your employer that you're not <laughs> going out. There. Oh yeah. Um, but um, Absolutely. was it? Yeah, man. Was it was it always your like your dream to travel all over the world and to do this like you know from wherever you want it almost. Yeah, man. Let's let's start there. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I I have family in Taiwan. You know, I've growing up, I would always go back to Taiwan. Um, you know, maybe every year, maybe once every two years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always uh, you know gone and had that multicultural identity within myself. Right. Uh, but I didn't really start getting into it until maybe after college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did have an internship in Shenzhen, China one summer, um, hopped over, hopped over to Hong Kong, maybe every other week. Um, and you know, they're bordering cities and they're two different worlds, you know, both very cool places. And, uh, the contrast there really inspired me. Right. Uh, and you know, after, you know, I left China that summer, I, um, I graduated college and, uh decided to do a world tour it was it was super cute you know that that uh that name but (laughs) i (laughs) because i basically went to to asia uh and then i hopped over to israel visited my friends uh did a quick europe tour Mm -hmm. uh went back to the states and after that i was just like this is fun this is just genuinely fundamentally uh just exciting and I embraced it. Right. And then my first solo travel trip was to Europe. Um, then afterwards, uh, I felt ready, you know, to be, uh, I mean, like, you know, between US and Europe, it's, it's uh, somewhat similar, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, not compared to, you know, if you compare two other countries, like you, you might not have that similarity. Right, right, uh, right. But, you know, after Europe, I felt ready. And that's when I went, decided to solo travel in Africa. And that was a hell of an experience. Uh, I learned a lot, uh, learned a lot about the culture of the people um, in five different African countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent four months there. And, you know, yeah, no, I've been to Africa, but in the grand scheme of things, I've been to 10% of the countries in Africa. So that's nothing, right? It's like, there's so much of Africa. <laughs> 10%, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then after that, I was like, I mean, I've always wanted to learn Spanish, right? And mm-hmm. what better way to do that than to actually focus and target uh, in Latin America? And that's when I had the the privilege of meeting the Luis Delgado <laughs> in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, and and yeah, it's it, I know, right? Um, 
And it's taken me to, to Mexico, specifically Guadalajara. Shout out to my tapatillos. Hey. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, no, I mean, I just, I just fell in love with the culture and uh, spent a good amount of time there. Um, traveled there quite frequently um, over a period of time and, you know, when I could and really got to, to know the culture. I mean, I made friends. Um, I mean, like, I have friends who don't speak English, you know, so that was pretty challenging in the beginning, but my mm-hmm. Spanish got better. Um, I felt like I was immersed in the culture. Uh, the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just felt very Mexican for a bit. Like I, I had to look at myself in the mirror at one point point. be like, wait, hold on. You're not Mexican. You're, <laughs> yeah, not Mexican. you're just a regular, you're just a regular old gringo Chino here. <laughs> <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, and, and next, uh, to, to your other point, um, I do have plans of going to China, um, but, you know, breaking news, uh, due to the outbreak of the coronavirus, yeah. uh, prayers to everybody affected, um, but uh, due to that virus, my, you know, move date has been postponed a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll see where that takes us, but, you know, as of now, I'm um, going to make the most out of what I'm going to do. And, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to China. I really, really am. I'm right, looking forward to visiting you in China too. <laughs> <laughs> See you there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So, but, so I, you know, every time, like I ask you, like, you know, what you're up to, you're like, Oh, I'm about to go to like uh, Peru. I'm going to go to Argentina like tomorrow or something like dude. I remember like one time you went to like three, four countries, like within a week. And I was like, dude, like, how, how are you doing that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but was it always like this? Like you're just uh, like just ability and just uh even maybe just will to do it like randomly um was it something that like you know one day you know after college you know you what what happened after college like you know you graduated from college um and you mentioned that you went on, a, on a kind of like world tour internship kind of thing but when you got back did you just have the idea you know i'm gonna leave or was it like i'm just gonna follow this like you know career path and see where it kind of goes or you know was it something that pushed you to to do this or it's just kind of like happened. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, there's several ways to look at this, but, um, you know, I, I just felt like a little kid who, you know, just can't stop nagging about, Hey, I want this Kit Kat mom. You know, I want this uh, lollipop to mm-hmm. bite for me, you know, I mean, <laughs> but, but instead of lollipops and Kit Kats, it was traveling, you know, as a, you know, somebody in their early 20s, I was like, oh my God, I just want to travel uh, and see the world, you know, super millennial of me. But, you know, my first job was in, was in oil and gas. And, um, you know, honestly, that was, a, that was a tough period for me because hmm. during that time, the, the oil market was quite poor. Um, I think it, the stocks plummeted down to like $20 a barrel or something like that. It was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Everybody was getting laid off left and right. What year was this? It was scary. I'm sorry. What year was this? This was like, what was it? 2015, 16-ish. Okay. Cool. Um, and it, it was tough. I mean, um, you know, I had a girlfriend at a time too who lived in Houston. Mm. Uh, you know, just juggling all that, it was tough. And I ended up getting laid off and um, didn't know what to do. But, you know, at that time, it was like, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. It really, it really did. You yeah. know, I, <clears throat> and it was like, 
what's what's happening next and that that was scary i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything with you luis delgado but it was like what do i do next and that's when i had that idea well i'm going to take advantage of this opportunity to travel in africa you know something that you know i had been on my mind for a while and you know a lot of my friends were like oh man you you know go find yourself you know, go find yourself, mm. you know, it, you're, it's a tough time in your life. And really the focus was actually, I just want to travel. You know, I just want to, <laughs> yeah, 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 I just want to travel. Um, yeah. you know, part yeah. of it was, you know, yeah, maybe I can um, put myself in a different environment, maybe clear my mind and relax. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was part of it, you know, yeah. can't deny that, but the, the main priority was really just to travel. And, um, was it difficult? And, was, know, it, was there like a moment where you kind of decided it was like over a course of like a period? You're like, you know what? I think it's, I think it's time where you're like, you know, going through so much. You're like, you know what? I, I need something else. I need something different. I need to, you know, just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was kind of a little bit of both that and also just saying, um, you know, when I'm not advancing my career, I'm traveling. When I'm not traveling, I'm advancing my career. I don't waste time here. <laughs> that was right. okay. kind of the mindset that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was, you know, when I had that, well, well, you know, in a very positive and more practical way, I'll say it, that opportunity that I had, because, you know, I wasn't bound, I wasn't binded to any job, uh, to any obligations. So I said, let's do it. Um, you know, we don't get these opportunities very often in life. I feel like, um, yeah, especially as a U.S. citizen, you know, wanting to advance their careers. So uh, that's when I was like, "Let's do it." I put my foot down and never looked back. Awesome. What, what, what did what did your your family think about this? Family, parents, you know, uh, some friends, the <laughs> g- girlfriend. Did, did she, I'm sure she probably didn't necessarily like, you know, liked it 100. percent You know, but mm-hmm. you know, how how did that right. how did that play out? Um, you know, it's, oh man, I mean, we could talk all day about this. Really, so let me, let me, let me think of the, I can summarize version. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, let's start with my parents first. Right. Um, so honestly, they were, they were lenient, I guess. Um, it's not like, you know, they, the, I feel like the real test was when I went to Israel mm. and I was like 21 years old. Got it. Uh, oh, they were scared for me. Um, they're like, oh, Israel, it's a war zone. You know, right. everybody's fighting. You know, that, that kind of stigma, um, that's in a lot of ways unfair, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, but, you know, I had friends there from school. Um, shout out to FEU Vol and Dan. Uh, thanks for hosting <laughs> me that one summer. But uh, that was, you know, that was awesome. Um, but after Israel, I feel like, that was really the test. My parents were like, okay, you, you know what you're doing. Okay, we're good. We're good. You can travel wherever. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> for some reason, Israel was the test. I don't know why. Okay. But, uh, and um, so, yeah, they're pretty lenient. They were pretty lenient about that. My friends, um, I think they were genuinely confused. They're like, wait, <laughs> why? And I think, like, part of it is the, you know, American culture of, you know, we want to advance our careers. and. Right that should be the traditional path to success, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was very hard to maybe create my own path. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we kind of talked about this last time, but you know, how do you get out of that environment or like 
at least embrace it, but also know that like you can take your own path um, mm-hmm. and, you know, be judged for it in the beginning. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's basically shaped into the person I am today. I'm, I feel like I'm more, I can think freely and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to wait for uh, any, anyone's approval, I guess. I mean, it sounds kind of, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, know, like, like yeah, you don't need anyone's permission <laughs> to, do, to do things. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, I feel like, you know, that was kind of, you know, it's going to sound really what's the word, cheesy, but that was like the turning point. You know, uh, uh, I said, I made a very hard decision to break up with my girlfriend too. Um, yeah. And, you know, that, that was difficult, but, I'm you know, sure, I think looking back, it mm-hmm. was, you know, it was a great, it, it was the right thing for, for both of us. And then, you know, that's when I traveled around Africa and, um, and now I think that, I mean, what else? Like, yeah, my family, my friends, other people, you know, it's, it's not what, I mean, it takes a certain person to do it and it's not for everybody, you know, obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I kind of grew through that experience. Yeah, man, I think any, anytime you, you travel anywhere or push yourself, you know, especially out of the, where you're from, you know, say you're from, where, where are you? Oklahoma, right? Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, dude, of all places. It's not like it was like a major city, like uh, New York City or LA, you know. Right. Um, but to hear right. someone from some, from Oklahoma do this, it's a, you know, I guess not as common. <laughs> a majority of people uh, in Oklahoma, probably your city, probably aren't are doing what you're doing. And um, so yeah, mm-hmm. so that so you went to Africa, traveled for a bit, and then you, and then what happens next? You come back, and then what? You uh, you, you come back. Where do you go? Do you you look for oh, jobs? Good question. And at that point, yeah. are you looking for like a job that lets you travel or are you just looking for any job? You know, when I came back from Africa, um, I went to San Francisco. Uh, the, uh, I mean, silly me, uh, but the Silicon Valley idea, it's like, oh, cool. This is so cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to work in software. Gotcha. Um, I didn't want to be a software engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, a, because I didn't have the skills at the time. Um, B, you know, I don't know if I want to be coding all day. I don't think that's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I went to San Francisco. It, it, I mean, I've always wanted to live in San Francisco at the time. And I say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go there. I don't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. And I think the, tr- the experiences through traveling, whether it's solo or with friends, kind of helped me. Um, what's the word? Just it, it instilled confidence in me that, I could just go to San Francisco, not know anybody and look for jobs um, and have very little certainty. I think that's one of the big skills that I've really picked up from traveling that's Mm -hmm. relevant to a professional career is how do you deal with uncertainty? Um, And that's something, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's very important and I feel very strongly about it. But, you know, once I got to San Francisco, I said, I have no idea. I have this much money that I saved up and well, that seems but, like a lot of money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this much. Money. Uh, these, I mean, these are stacks of $1 bills. So I, I don't Got know it. about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I was just like, you know, networking, you know, how do you approach somebody, be mm-hmm. personable, um, reach out to people on LinkedIn, reach out to, you know, connections, see if they can introduce you to new connections, things that, you know, 
I also learned from traveling. In fact, I think I'm going to write a LinkedIn art article about this one day, Luis. But anyways, I moved to San Francisco, looked for jobs, failed, failed, failed. Um, again, I'm not the only one who's ever done this before, but, yeah. you know, at the same time, um, you know, after three months of nothing, failures, rejections, um, I, I ended up landing three job offers in one week. Really? Um, and I was very proud of that. So um, I ended up choosing one job and then that led me to living in San Francisco for um, quite a bit of time. So it was, it was a great experience. Um, I love San Francisco. And um, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. Yeah, dude. I, mean, I, I haven't been yet. I have a bunch of great friends that um, I met the traveling that are from, from San Francisco. So just, you know, one day I definitely want to visit. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, but that's awesome. That you got and finally get the finally get the job living in San Francisco, doing what you want to do. And, um, and then what? And then eventually you start traveling more throughout Latin America um where we met in colombia and then somehow at some point you know start, decided that mexico was like you know like, wh wh what was your experience you know traveling back and forth to mexico like um you know and wh wh what did what, what did you learn about yeah. yourself and you know how was it you know going there without really knowing like you didn't know spanish that well at that point um you know it, i mean it's like i said it takes a lot you know for me i, I know spanish so it's easy to travel travel throughout latin america but for you, you know, you had to basically learn the language and, you know, kind of, and then make some friends, you know, while you were out there traveling. So how was that like, you know, did it change you? Was it hard? Um, and yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's a great question. I mean, you know, through the experiences up to this point, um, it was just not that, what's, I mean, how should I say it? Like, I felt like there wasn't much you know, negative risk for me to explore the Latin American, I guess, countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember landing in Guadalajara for the first time and um, staying in an Airbnb, not knowing anybody. Uh, that I mean, takes guts, man. It takes guts. I, I, <laughs> thanks, especially but, you know, it was just like... Especially for me here in the media, like, oh, Mexico's dangerous. And especially that part of Mexico. People just usually go to oh, yeah. Mexico City, Cancun, but... This is the real, yeah. the, the real Mexico. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I felt like I, I could say, hola, como estas, adios, and that was it. And yeah. uh, I remember sitting down in the restaurant for the first time, and I couldn't order a single thing. Like, mm. I just look at the menu and be like, okay, and I just point to it and just smile and nod awkwardly, and the wait the waiter would get it and you know understand and i mean just nonverbal communication you know it's Here always the best right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh but i mean i was just really inspired um you know the the adventurous spirit in me um my extroverted personality um the idea that i want to be as worldly as possible uh like i was inspired i, I really wanted to learn spanish and mm -hmm. you know it just went back and forth. And when, when I was in Medellin with you, Luis, I actually uh, came across this school, uh, a Spanish English school mm -hmm. um, that offered classes also online. Oh. Uh, so from there I was sold. Um, and do you know the name of it by any chance? <laughs> yeah. The Viking teacher. Okay. Shout out to, uh, <laughs> Shout Jorge, out to the Viking Jorge, teacher. Jorge, man, that guy's, that guy's the man. Um, <laughs> And Maria Jose, she was my teacher for like seven months. Um, awesome. But um, 
but yeah, like I, I mean, I took classes for 13 months, every Tuesdays and Thursdays for an hour for over a year. Um, and they really helped me with my, my conjugations mm -hmm. and correcting my errors, uh, moods, things that like, I feel like it'd be so hard to learn like without help. Um, yeah, you can watch YouTube videos, you can keep conversing. Um, but I feel like somebody to walk your, you know, hold your hand through the, the rules was mm -hmm. really important. Um, but you know, I, I, again, like this is the, that at that time, it was the time to be in Latin America. Like I had a African experience, although we just said that it was 10% of the yeah. countries there. So there's much more. 10% African uh, experience. Yeah, <laughs> like nothing, right? Uh, five countries I went to in Africa were totally beautiful, but we got a whole different world of Africa there. Um, and I, I plan on going back one day, but, uh, you know, during that time, it was, the focus was Latin America and mm -hmm. I really wanted a genuine experience, um, an experience that made me feel like I was immersed in the culture and, um, you know, just being Asian and the USA versus being Asian and Mexico, two totally different things. Uh, and I loved it. I think it was awesome. Like people were like, Oh, Chino, but like in a very, in a very nice way, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I embraced it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it, I mean, I have nothing but positive things to say about that Latin America experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt very welcomed. Um, I, you know, my Spanish is to the point where I can basically say anything I want to say now. I have trouble, I still have trouble like understanding when people speak quickly or if it's something very specific, right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, my Spanish isn't Luis Delgado Spanish or, you know, <laughs> it's not hundred percent, but yeah, it's enough to where I can say anything I want to say and communicate effectively. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Make friends. I mean, I've, I've heard you speak Spanish, man. It's, 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 it's really good. Especially, and you know, all the, <laughs> all the, all the slang, all the, you know, the the local terminology that, that that i think that's what makes you stand out even more um <laughs> quick story we were in mexico city in a bar and <laughs> and wilson um starts talking to just everybody there and then people just i don't know you were just like the party man uh and it definitely helps because you knew that you know that spanish man um so yeah <laughs> kudos for that dude um so, yeah, yeah. thanks man what would you say is uh, was the the number one thing you learned, I guess, either from yourself or from the from Mexico um, during that you know period period that you were traveling back and forth? No, great question. I mean, I think the biggest thing, the biggest lesson I learned was that um, as humans, as Americans, whoever you are, we should embrace uh, different cultures. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that the U.S. and Mexico are neighbors, but two totally different countries. Like, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something we should, um, you know, be aware of, um, right. you know, and I think most people kind of understand that. But, you know, just being in, in Mexico and, and even Mexico has their own culture. Like you can't compare Mexico with Guatemala, um, you know, the same way. I mean, they're just different and mm -hmm. fundamentally. So um, I think the biggest lesson I learned was, wow, like 
the, the delta between what I knew about Mexico, you know, let's say today versus in the past is just, I, I'm mind blown. Um, I didn't even know what cumbia music was. And that's like a big part of their culture. Um, yeah. So it, it was just, it's so great in, in my opinion to be able to go there and respect the culture, to learn it. Um, and, you know, hopefully the people around me learn some things from me, you know, that's always the goal too, you know, give mm-hmm. back and also receive some, some knowledge. And, uh, I think it's a very beautiful thing. So I guess to answer your question in one sentence, it's really, um, the, the biggest thing I learned was really understanding the culture at a very, at a deep level, you know? Mm-hmm. And is it what, what, what's portrayed on the media? Like, what would you say to the people that are watching that? You know, about, you know, people that say, oh, Mexico this, Mexico that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What would you say that, you know, what would you recommend? I mean, that's a great question, Luis. I mean, maybe a rhetorical question for you. When people think of Colombia, what do they think? They think Pablo Escobar, right? But, and yeah. that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's somewhat of a negative connotation. It like, is. But, you, you know, it's, as you know, very well, it, it's more than that. You know, it's... Um, and, you know, meeting you in Medellin, you were there for, for quite a bit of time. I can't remember how long exactly, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, the culture, the people, um, and it, it's much more than just, oh yeah, a famous drug lord, you know, in the past. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are dangerous parts in Mexico. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, the first thing you should think about Mexico is not necessarily, you know, drug cartels or whatnot. Right. Um, and I feel like that's, there, there's definitely a stigma, um, mm-hmm. not just for Mexico, but for all of Latin America. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, again, people are entitled, entitled to their opinions, but, you know, after being there for a while, I think, I think that's kind of unfair. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, talk with people to, uh, I realize how nice they are, at, at least in Guadalajara, you know, the Tapatios, another people are really nice there. Food's amazing. Um, I mean, you think of Mexico, you, I mean, Luis Miguel should be on that list. Um, you know, just like the little things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, again, so I guess, uh, again, I, I like to ramble on, so feel free to cut me off at any time, Luis. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it, you know, you, sh- you should think, you know, be open to the possibility maybe that right. yeah, there's, a, there's an awesome aspect to, to the culture and it's totally true. Yeah, I always, I always tell people, you know, people that are traveling that I mean, in other countries that like you guys definitely need to visit Mexico and, and actually leave Mexico City, Cancun and check out some other places because just there's so much more to Mexico than just that. So, 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 so much. Um, just so many Puebla, Guadalajara, Monterrey. There's so many, so many beautiful cities, beautiful people, and a lot, a lot of good food. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Food is oh, up there. It's so a amazing. A lot of food. Um, so, Wilson, what is, um, now that, you know, back in the States, we talked about the coronavirus. <laughs> well, what is the... I guess what, what, what's your next move, you know? Um, and obviously we know eventually you're going to end up in China, but um, what's the plan out there, you know? And um, yeah, I'm just curious. No, dude. Yeah. Oh, good question. I mean, 
I think I'm going to leave uh, Luis Delgado's fans on their toes, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I mean, this was breaking news just two days mm. ago for me. So right. um, the, the move to China has been delayed still not, I mean, you know, except I accepted it, you know, it, it is what it is. Absolutely. The right decision, safe decision, prayers to those who have been affected. Um, it is not a fun thing to go through. Uh, but you know, I, I'm going to take my time and evaluate, you know, what's the, the next best step for me? You know, what is it? Um, you know, during these next couple of months when we um, mm-hmm. expect to see the the coronavirus die down a little bit, um, you know, it, w- what's next? You know, is it L.A.? Is it Chicago? Is it Miami? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to find out in a couple of weeks. But, you know, I want to keep uh, – Luis Delgado's fans on their on their toes for right Stop. now, <laughs> but Stop. it will be something. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something, dude. Awesome, man. Um, I will was gonna ask you some last final question. Um, from everything that you've gone through up to this point, up to today, you know what is um what is a something that you've learned in life, whether that you learn, you know, from someone or you kind of like it kind of happened to you. Um, was it a lesson that you learned or something that, you know, you will always carry with you? Um, you know, whether you learned that through traveling at your job, you know, in Mexico, um, what is something that you, you know, you want to carry with you forever? And, you know, and when you get the chance, you know, teach that to other people. Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds kind of corny, but patience, um, patience. And, Dude, I, uh, I was not expecting patience. Patience. I like, it. I like it. I like it. It's so ironic because I'm the most impatient person ever. But um, <laughs> I think you know, patience in the in the sense of, um, you know, it, actually, can I, can I can I change my answer? Yeah, you, you're <laughs> I don't, free to change it. I don't know. You're free to change it, man. Um, you know, it, there's this somewhat corny saying, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, you know what it is, Luis? But I don't know what it is. <laughs> so life is about ninety percent of what hap- sorry, life is about ten percent of what happens to you and ninety percent about how you respond to it. And uh that's 100%. I mean that's yeah, I mean that's something that I stand by day in and day out. Um and um you know when when your flight is canceled what do you do? You got to rebook, right? You got, I mean, don't right. waste time. Go rebook, you know? And this is a fresh example because I was feeling very pissed off about five days ago that this kind of happened. No, it was a delay, but it wasn't a cancellation. But anyways, like, you know, what's the next step? Okay, this bad thing happened. What's the next step? You know, like something that I've really learned through the years that has shaped me into the person I am today and will continue to shape me in the future um, is kind of this mantra, this saying um, because I mean, like, you know, from the Buddhism point of view, life is okay. hard. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or if you're Wilson Way, Luis Delgado, if you're, you know, if you're anybody like life is hard and there's no way around it. So it's, it's really about, you know, making the most out of what you have, um, mm-hmm. is, you know, this is something that I live and uh, I live and die by um, today. So, um, again, you know, I 
I kind of talked about it earlier, but I went through some hard things, you know, getting laid off, you know, mm-hmm. having the tough decision to break up with a girlfriend um, that, you know, we got along really well. So that was a tough decision. Um, but, you know, and then I think, you know, okay, well, let's, I have this opportunity to, uh, you know, move to Africa or sorry, to, to go to Africa and travel for a bit. Let's do it. Like, why not? And, you know, my, my move to China is delayed by a couple of months. Like, yeah, that sucks. And there's nothing I can do about it, but it's the right decision. Um, so what's the next step? Uh, and you know, I was beating around the bush when you asked me, what is the next, next step? But you know, like <laughs> I, I will figure something out. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be something in the next uh, week or two, but, um, this is, you know, again, this is the positive way of thinking it. And I, yeah. I live and die by this rule, but this is an opportunity for me to do something else, you know, prior to that move. So I, I love that. Um, I love the, I love the, yeah. the way <laughs> that you look at things and I love how you're always you're just moving forward, you know, no matter what happens. Yeah. You know? And I, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think everyone should live by this and um, apply it to their life. And um, I actually yeah. have one, one last, last, last question. I promise it's the last one. Hey man, fire away. <laughs> what do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Um, ooh, that's, oh man, dude, I don't, I got to take my jacket off for this, Luis. So, so. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. What do I want to be remembered for? Um, honestly, I want to be remembered as somebody who was, who was very positive. Um, there are a lot of messed up things in this world. There are a lot of negative things in this world right. that are happening. Um, I want to be remembered as somebody who, um, brought a lot of joy, positivity, um, new ideas to the table. Um, Mm. and you know, whether that's with my family, whether it's with, you know, other people, uh, whether it's with my friends, um, I, you know, it, it makes me feel great when, and accomplished when people say, Wilson, you came into the room, you lighted up the room, you brought energy, and we appreciate that. You know, that means the world to me. Um, and so, you know, whether it's using my skills, uh, professionally, you know, that, that's, you know, uh, an element as well, whether it's, you know, traveling and bringing new ideas to other travelers, learning new ideas from other travelers. Uh, I just want to be remembered as somebody who is always positive, um, this, you know, regardless of what situation we're in and can make a, a situation better. Um, so that's fundamentally who I am. I think, um, just love being extroverted and, and, and positive and bring good energy to whatever group I'm in. Love it. Love it, man. Love, love the answer, dude. Um, well, man, appreciate you being on the, the podcast and, um, hopefully man and hopefully man then we'll have a, a second one and we'll let the fans know where you're at <laughs> and what you're oh, up hey. to at that point. Hey, next time it's my turn to interview you. I mean, this this guy's interviewing everybody. Nobody knows who he is. Like this, I mean, I know who Luis Delgado is. Like it's not fair to the rest of the people. Like this man is the man. Like oh, I can't say enough good things about you, brother. <laughs> All right, man. We have again, man. Appreciate it, and um, and uh, yeah, no, we'll be talking outside of this, man. <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, yeah, okay. man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.